everybody. It's me, Finn, from the official SDGC, joined by the wonderful Robo Plato, aka Justin. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing great. How are you? I am also doing great because we are here to talk about one of the most delightful free pack-ins with a video game since uh, Super Mario World. Yeah, and this I think this is officially our first like next gen game. Uh, ah, that after bug snacks that we've done on SDGC. Bug snacks. Well, I mean that's cross gen. This is the first next gen only one. Okay, touche. I will give you. Actually, is it cross gen? I thought it was PS5 only. The PS Plus release is PS5 only, but it's PS4 and PS5. Eh, that makes sense. Doesn't matter. You're right. Asher's Playroom friggin' rocks, and that's what we're here to talk about. I'm so excited. This game, this game put such a smile on my face. Like, it's going to go down as one of the best pack-in games ever. And even the fact that it's technically not so much a game as it is an elaborated tutorial for the DualSense does not diminish how fun and endearing the thing, the game is. I mean, it's still more of a game than I would have guessed. Like, it's not like the PS4 Playroom. Yeah, um, no, it's not like that at which all. Which is, like, what I thought it was going to be when it was first announced. Like, there are multiple levels and worlds. Like, there's a Platinum Trophy. There's a lot of stuff to collect. Like, Ugh. it's at least, like, several hours worth of stuff. And it's, oh, it's yeah. a good time. It's like five, and you know, five hours of pure joy for free just for getting a PS5, like, just packed in, is nothing to sneeze at. So, how do you want to start with um, going in? Because there's a lot to talk about, and I'm really excited, and I could probably talk for a long time about all of it. So, where do you want to get going? I I want to talk about uh, the fact that this is... This does the best job of honoring and like chronicling playstation's legacy it it does for playstation what smash bros has done for nintendo and what playstation all-stars wishes it could have been uh, my exact thoughts too like so for those that haven't played it yet like the way the game is set up is it takes place inside of your ps5 and the bots live in like the cpu plaza and then the levels are like the SSD Speedway, GPU Jungle, all that sort of stuff. Also, shout out to GPU Jungle for having the dopest song. Oh, the, the song's amazing. You have to look up the lyrics for the song. It's literally a GPU singing about just doing GPU stuff. It's it's amazing. Did you find the lyrics in the game? Yeah, yeah, I did. Awesome. Okay, okay. Yeah, they, they, they are hidden in the game, and uh, th- those put a smile on my face. But yeah, so... Like, a lot of times when we talk about, like, history of games and stuff, there's almost kind of a sense of, like, people pit creators against technology, against, like, artists and stuff like that. And this kind of simultaneously loves all of those things at once. Um, Because they all go hand in hand. They all contribute to what makes the games that we love. There's cameos. Like, the bots are dressed up and filming, like homages to tons of classic PlayStation games and PlayStation franchises. Um, and, not just Sony's yeah, own, like, but third parties and stuff too. 
exactly. That's what I was going to say is that it, it, it pays homage not only to Sony's first party games, but also the games that are so synonymously tied with the PlayStation brand. Like there was the original Resident Evil. There was the original Devil May Cry. There was Silent Hill. Like obviously franchises that Monster have since gone multi-platform. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, there, there's so there's so much great stuff in here. And then a lot of the other, like, so those bots are just kind of spread around as Easter eggs throughout the levels. And then like the artifacts are all, all the different versions of PlayStation consoles and all the accessories and stuff that you, that, um, that were available. And some of these I didn't even know existed. Like there was a GPS attachment for the PSP. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. I knew, I knew about that one, but the one that surprised me was, uh, Oh no. What was it? It was a PS one attachment. Not, not the, uh, the Dreamcast style VMU thing, but there was a PS one attachment that I legitimately did not know about. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, and so these are all recreated. Like they are very accurately recreated. All the buttons are there. Um, and then there's like a PlayStation labo area where they're all organized like a museum and they're all giant size compared to the little bots and, like, you can hit them, and then their ports will open, or they'll eject a disc, or they'll turn on and make the noises that the consoles make. And, like, it's just... And, man, the number of t- ways they find to put the PlayStation symbols, like the X, circle, square, triangle, in this game... Uh, um, actually, it's called the cross. I Oh, God, I knew uh, you were going to say it's it. called the cross. <laughs> Like even the raindrops, the raindrops fall down, and where they hit the ground is one of the symbols and stuff. Like, yeah, or how all the flower petals are different symbols, mm-hmm. and just there, there were so many. This game is so lovingly crafted to just be a PlayStation game, but it and it doesn't do it in like a uh, like like a forced shilly way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like it, PlayStation it, it, Battle Royale felt forced like a mark uh it was decided by test markets and focus groups but this felt like a love letter yeah this felt like the people that made it just loved all this stuff and this is why they make stuff versus versus hey another platform did something with a bunch of crossovers and so we should so we should too like i mean and the thing is you're not gonna see vib ribbon mentioned yeah. in something like that PlayStation All-Stars game. Or Jumping Flash. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of the homages in here that I still am not 100% sure I recognized. That was half the fun, was every time yeah. you saw a little dude with a hat at filming, you're like, oh, what game is this? I lost it when I recognized that it was Resogun as the yeah. voxel yeah. ship that was going left and right. I was like, oh, shit. Resogun got a shout out. Like, what? And then the games that aren't depicted via uh astrobot recreation they also threw a whole bunch more in just as a uh, little pun names for the trophies yeah between i don't the know trophies if you noticed that stuff, there's multiple that references to like pain which was like yeah. the first like downloadable game on ps3 and stuff like that but um, I remember, like, th- there was there was a trophy called The Last Guy, which was a PS3 indie game. Yep. There was uh, one called Farpoint, uh, yes. which, I mean, and there that was one, a that trophy one's called Helldiver. To, that one's, Farpoint's related to the PlayStation aim controller 
PSVR yep. and controller, which was released specifically with the game Farpoint. Farpoint. Like, yeah. I will say that the only, the biggest game that I was surprised did not get an actual Astrobot homage was Twisted Metal. It got a trophy shout out. Yeah, I was surprised but about it that. Did, but... And uh, also, I, uh, the fact that there's a trophy called Jason just, just made me happy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like, it, it's, it's funny because, like, the game, even without that, would still be a very fun, um, enjoyable game. But, like, I think all this stuff just adds a sense of personality to the game that it wouldn't have had um, without it. And I think yeah. it also serves as a really, really awesome way to be, like, the first game you play on your PS5 to have, like, this trip down memory lane with the previous, you know, generations of PlayStation as well as, like, for, for somebody that's younger that hasn't seen some of this stuff before, especially with, like, you know, examining some of these accessories and stuff, it's kind of a cool way for them to see that and be like, oh, look at this wild attachment that, you know, they used to have and stuff. It's It yeah. simultaneously feels like um, a mission statement for the focus of the PS5, as well as just like, hey, this is our history, we still care about it kind of thing. And and you know what? It goes beyond just that stuff because I don't I don't want to spoil in this after hours, but after you've done everything, you unlock a fifth special world. Yes. With that, probably that was, the deep with probably it, the deepest cut of any PlayStation reference. Like I didn't even get it right away. Until I, you realize that it goes see, all the way back to the original PS1 tech demo. It was that what that I'm not going to spoil it, but I had noticed several subtle references to that specific thing as I went through. I'm like, wow, they really did go through their history. And then they made it actually oh, like a big thing at the end. And I was I was so delighted by it. I'm like, oh, those were actually are you talking about the, <laughs> Are you talking about the dreams part where the reference to dreams no, I didn't. Even there get there that was a one. there was a there was a part where there was a, a voxel dinosaur. Oh, that's and and and, and there's an astrobot just... sitting in front of him, and it has the little cursor from Dreams flying around him. Okay, I don't, I didn't notice the cursor from Dreams for that one, but yeah, like like I said, we're still figuring some of this stuff out. It was just, oh, it was so fun. But we could talk about this stuff for hours. I don't want to spoil all of the little cameos stuff for people because finding it and playing around with it. Is a big it's part of why fun. I enjoyed this game. We need to talk about how this game uses the dual sense because yeah, because as a game, crap. it also is it's a very tight, uh, well controlled platforming game in its own right, just like the VR version was. But yeah, this is end of the day. This is a tutorial and introduction to all the dual sense stuff, including like the haptic triggers and the uh, the 3D rumble and everything. And boy, I love it. Oh man. Like, what was your favorite suit? What was your favorite of the, each of the four worlds? And you get the, the mobility suit. Did you like ball? Did you like monkey? Did you like whatever? I, I'm going to say frog, the jumping one. Yeah. Or did I, you like a uh, spaceship? I really liked the monkey, the climbing monkey. So how right. that one works is you use the gyro to tilt the monkey's direction. And then you grab on with uh, the triggers. Uh, with, you know, each trigger, the respective hand of the monkey. And as you grab on, you feel the trigger, like, stop. Because you're, you know, you have a handhold. Um, 
as you partially go through, and some of them, you know, break under your hands, and you can feel it like shaking, you know, in your under your finger as you lose your grip. Um, oh, it was it was just so cool. It's really intuitive to control, and like you're just getting like on top of just being more immersed, you're just getting a lot more information about what's going on in the game through the controller and not just like on screen prompts or sound effects and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, I love the way that the, the triggers reacted in, in it for the monkey, but also when you're jumping and how hard and long you press dictates how hard and long you jump. I love the trackpad and the touchpad and how much more responsive immediately it felt than the PS4 one. Yeah. Like it ever was did. shocking how tightly, like, so for the one that's the ball, you steer it around with the touchpad, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. And it's so precise. Like, I, you're able to go through some of these really tight tracks with relative ease just using the touchpad. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I don't. I also want to shout out to the music in this game. We mentioned the <laughs> GPU song, but... The sound design also is just at the end of every level, they play a remix of the whatever little tune starts up the the startup sound. And then they turn it into an actual remix like dance beat. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, come Um, on. How can you not love this game? I'll tell you how. If you don't have a soul, Justin, (laughs) those are the only people. Um, Another really cool thing, just with the way this uses haptics, it. Like, some of the stuff they talked about before launch for this game, it well, not even just this game, just to the PS5 in general and the DualSense, um, it didn't seem like, like, they're like, oh yeah, you're gonna, like, move through mud and it'll feel like you're moving through mud. I'm like, I don't believe you. Oh, I believe it now. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, the way that... Would you oh. get on ice? Yes. Like, for, it feels like you're moving a character across ice. I think the most noticeable time was when you were the ball and you would roll over gravel. Yeah, yeah. That well, was Well, awesome. and then there's one part where, um, you know, a little umbrella appears above Astro and it's raining. And you feel the raindrops hitting in different points on the controller. Not just, like, coinciding with where they're hitting the umbrella. And, like, I think, that was wild to me. Like, the positionality of it and, like, just how precise these little tiny droplets were blew my mind. Astrobot's proven that the DualSense is a game changer, and I just really hope that uh, other companies utilize it in, in meaningful ways and it doesn't just die off in obscurity like other controller gimmicks. I think with this one, I'm a bit more optimistic about it because... One, developers have sounded legitimately excited about it instead of just saying, oh yeah, we're supporting this for whatever launch title they're putting out. But also, I think players are very excited and impressed by it. Whereas a lot of these gimmicks are, I'd rather just do it with a regular button or something like that. Um, This is kind of merging some of these gimmicky, less traditional things with a traditional controller in a way that works really well. And really adds to games. And like even like seeing Call of Duty having, you know, recoil patterns reflected in the controller and stuff gives me a lot of hope that this is something that will actually be better supported than something like, you know, the six axis or the trackpad on the on the DualShock 4. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's just really good. Like, and and that's just this game in a nutshell. It's a simple, but it's a brief, but just really charming and be- and lovely time. And it should be like one of the first things you do when you crack open your PS5. Yeah, like while you download or install other games, play Astro. Like I had other games ready to go. And, like, I had to actually pull myself away from Astro's Playroom because, I mean, and we've talked about, you know, DualSense stuff and the PlayStation history stuff. It's still a good platformer underneath all yeah, of that. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, <laughs> it, it goes back, like, Astrobot has proven that that Sony has, at least Team Asobi has the Nintendo touch in making these, like, really charming memorable platformers that feel very unique and just play really well it's it's the best compliment you can give a platformer game is it feels like it was made by nintendo and it's delightful like and it doesn't have the feeling of like especially i i I can't say this in a way that doesn't sound kind of nasty but especially like a lot of these like indie throwback games feel like they're trying to be like a specific game that nintendo made this feels like a Nintendo game without being like, oh, they're trying to be like Mario or like Banjo-Kazooie or something like that. Um, it has that sense, like, just that delightful sense of wonder. Like, it put the game put such a smile on my face the whole time. It's not super challenging either. So, like, if you're somebody that's not usually great with platform games, um, you'll probably be fine here. Um, the final segment can be a little tough, but, I mean, for the most part, um, you know, it's not too uh, difficult to play. Um, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, um I wouldn't say that. Yeah. It's, pr- it's appropriate for all ages too. like, don't have to worry. Although it is kind of funny seeing so many M rated games have homages, like in this adorable, like family friendly title. Um, it's it's so good but yeah i mean that's really all i have to say about it it's like we could gush keep gushing on but then we would just be spoiling everything yeah. i don't i, I will don't say definitely surprises that this game has definitely like, read all of the flavor text of every relic you find yeah it's yeah just, they're funny charming yeah like they, they make a lot of jokes about stuff that has been like the butt of jokes um and but like not in a mean way in a yeah we know this was silly um, kind of way. like, I don't know. It's just PlayStation hasn't done something like this before in a way that's been effective. I don't think. Um, and it's really great to see that not only that they did this, but they're so confident in it. It's coming with every PS five. Um, I think that's a huge show of, um, support to a Sobe team. And I think it's going to put their name on the map even more so than rescue mission did. Because Rescue Mission, a game that we both loved, but it is a PSVR title. It's not accessible to a lot of people via it's cost so or just you know VR and stuff. It's it's a it's phenomenal if you can get if you can play it, do it. But um, I'm really I'm really glad this game's out there for a lot of people to check out. Hell yeah! And so that's uh, I mean it's 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 the easiest thing to recommend because if you get a PS5, we don't have to convince you to buy it. And we don't, you don't even, even have, have to, to download, you to download it. it. It's pre-installed. No, you, just, you just owe it to yourself to try it, and that's all we can say is is you should play it. Play the hell out of it. Yeah, it's like it feel it. It absolutely feels worthwhile um, to come with the console, and I easy easy recommend. Yeah. All right. 
that's uh that's about a wrap for us on astro's playroom by the way am i the only one that has to constantly remember that it's not called astro bots playroom yeah it's 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 weird it's astro's playroom it's not astro bot my final thought is i really want team asobi or playstation gear to make that final mural that you can piece together yes. into a poster I want an Astro. I want a little Astro. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Anyway, I'm Finn of the SDGC. And I'm Justin. So follow us on Nola Nerdcast or RoboPlato respectively, and we'll see you every Thursday at our live show. And as always, be kind because it costs nothing to do so.